welcome to episode 111 of the ABC GCI Coffee Break podcast. My name is Allison Jackson. Over there is Mike Maloney. We have some really awesome presenting partners and sponsors and awesome people supporting this podcast this month. We have the Haynes Group as our presenting partner and New Horizon Finishes as our lightning round sponsor. Mike, tell us about our partners. Uh, once again, Haynes Group is back as the presenting sponsor this week. Uh, and I just love to go to the website and uh, HaynesGroupInc.com. And I just like to navigate around to what's going on. They have this thing called the Haynes Digest, which is great. They talk about the best program. Uh, and they talk about something called Hayden's Group Cares, where they have questions to ask for hiring a contractor. A lot of great information on there. Your complete office solution, the importance of business relationships. So if you're uh, looking for a general contractor, reach out to the Haynes Group at HaynesGroupInc.com and learn more about their business at uh, the Haynes Digest. And then we welcome back New Horizon Finishes as our lightning round sponsor. And some of the services that they provide are wall covering, decorative finishes, high-performance coatings, pressure washing, architectural finishes, faux finishes. Uh, they're in almost every industry imaginable from corporate office, fit out, retail, institutional, car dealerships, healthcare facilities, educational facilities, industrial facilities, restaurants. Uh, reach out to our friend, Michael Sloan at New Horizon Finishes uh, and they can help you out. Uh, and then this week in our Wacky and Wild News segment, um, I'm going to file this under things that would creep me right out. Uh, a Delta flight has been Ugh. rerouted after maggots Ugh, fall disgusting. on A Delta oh, flight from, catch this house, in Amsterdam to Detroit oh, what the... was quickly turned around when maggots fell out of an overhead bag on a passenger on Tuesday. Where would your mind go, do you think, if you were sitting on a flight and it all of a sudden maggots fell on you? Where would my mind go? My soul would leave my body. Yep. Uh, I they... don't even know, like, the noises that would leave me, like... I would screech, I would retch, I would throw up, I you name it. That's foul. Why were there they, maggots? Why? They found, they found an improperly packed carry-on bag that contained rotten fish wrapped in newspaper. Uh, even I'm Netherlands, like legitimate, I literally feel sick. Uh, ne a Netherlands native who resides in Iowa, uh, the woman was freaking out, trying to fight off these maggots. They found out there was rotten fish. I did see everyone's reaction to the back. It was just an immediate pinching of the nose. That was a nine-hour flight when it had to turn around. Oh, it was, it was an hour into the flight when it had to turn around. Amazing. File that under. Yep. Uh, it's right up there with the guy that's next to you on the airplane that takes his shoes off. Right? Uh, well, okay. I was on a flight, and it hadn't even taken off. And I was um, on the aisle on the left side of the plane. And the row directly next to me there was an older man and an older woman and i think just they were an older couple and there was i think one more person in the row and the older man was sitting in the window seat <laughs> and he threw up before the plane even took off i'm out and i was right there i was like well, like I... it was bad it was yeah. bad so like the flight attendants like flew into action. They grabbed coffee grounds, which I don't know if you know that. Like if you throw coffee grounds on top of um vomit, yep. um, it neutralizes the smell immediately. Um, ish, which was great. They moved my seat. They were super great. They were like, We're gonna move you up. I was like, fabulous, I'm gone. Um, it was yeah. Um, but I've gotta say, if maggots fell on me, then that story that blows that story out of the water so 
yikes that totally disgusting i i don't know what i would do that's totally from, disgusting. so from amsterdam nonetheless yeah. i'll so, have to right that's why i said that uh uh, for listeners out there, what would you do if you were sitting on your airplane and all of a sudden maggots fell on you? It's pretty pretty crazy. Uh, this week's guest is Jesse Geranino. Excuse from, you. What? Are you forgetting something? Oh. <laughs> we do have to... Uh, I was going to do it at the, at the outros, but we can do it now. Oh, then skip it. Cut this. Cut. Set. All right. <clears throat> uh, this week's guest is Jesse Geranino from... USI, he's the vice president of construction practice. Uh, it was nice to talk to Jesse. He's also a membership committee and someone that firmly believes in what ABC Massachusetts is doing. And we're kind of double lucky because he's also part of ABC New Hampshire, New Hampshire Vermont. So let's hear from Jesse. Welcome to the podcast, our friend Jesse Geranino, vice president of construction practice for USI. Welcome to the podcast, Jesse. Thanks, Mike, for having me. It's been a long time coming. I've been uh, harassing. I meant bothering poor Jesse for a few months now to be on the podcast. <laughs> I had to, I had to uh, tie him up one time at one of these events and have him pick a day. So I'm glad he's on. Uh, so Jesse, for those people that may be listening and don't know who you are, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and, and what you've been doing for USI? Sure. So uh, I'm a commercial property and casualty broker. Uh, I am specific to the construction industry because that is the background that I grew up in. Um, and so I will place uh, risk insurance programs for construction companies, um, help out with safety and loss control. And also we handle bonding as well for clients. Um, and so uh, we're large proponents of, of the ABC. Um, we're also uh, directly affiliated with Future Comp, who handles the workers' compensation self-insured groups for all of the chapters in New England. Um, and so we work hand in hand with Future Comp um, for that particular line of business. And you did mention briefly, pretty quickly there, but um, your background in construction, what is your background, I guess, and what made you kind of get connected with USI? Sure, so um, I grew up in a heating and air conditioning business. It's been around for 75 years. So uh, my parents are kind of old school Italian. They didn't think you know, kids should have summers off. So I was put in a truck at a really young age and, you know, I had a lot of great experience in the trades. So uh, I continued doing that throughout middle school, high school. And, uh, you know, I went to college, but I did get back into the business. Um, but I eventually, after about two or three years uh, post-grad, um, moved over to the insurance side of things. And um, so for about 10 or 12 years, I was in uh, insurance claims and miscellaneous underwriting and claims roles at General Electric. Um, and so I ended up moving over to USI about two and a half years ago, and it was kind of the marrying of all of my trade skills and the insurance skills that really, um, it was a really great fit for me. And um, I'm a huge proponent of the trades. My family business is still open. I have a, I did, well, at one point have a sheet metal license um, so I have a, a lot of familiarity in the trades, um, just from prior work experience. And, um, I, I think I bring a little bit of a different touch to things because I grew up in a family owned business and, and that's, that's an important thing. I really think that it's important that that part of the economy continues to grow. And then do you, 
because of your background in the, the trade side of things, it must be nice when you're talking to a customer, a potential customer, and you can relate to them because you've seen the other side of the business, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think also some of it needs to be, you know, there's a lot of stigma around the, the brokering side of, of the business and, you know, people want to be treated, you know, I treat people like I would a contractor when I was working for a family business. You know, I give you the good and I give you the bad and I, I give you the honest truth. And, um, but I also try to come about with solutions that are going to be beneficial for your business. And um, I work by referral. I, I really, you know, take pride in my work. It's kind of like you're going out on a job site and the quality of your work is, says a lot about who you are as a person, in my opinion. And so, um, so far, so good. Everything's been going fantastic and, you know, I've got built a good client base and um, been able to help a lot of, of members in both, you know, New Hampshire and Mass chapters um, with their insurance spend and, and, and really help out with, you know, the goal is to help out with their bottom line and help, you know, streamline their business and make things easier for them because you know, God knows it's difficult enough to do business as it is. Right. Right, right. And then um, one of the things that I know you're so passionate about is the ABC membership. And then why do you think it's so important to be a member of ABC Massachusetts? Um, good question. Uh, I would say that there's a lot of different things just from, you know, my historical perspective, you know, the job, it, it, it can be difficult in the trades. And I think that there was a, a stigma that wasn't correct in the United States where a lot of people went to college and um, got degrees that weren't relevant for the construction industry. And so, uh, you know, I saw from the family business, the majority of the people that work there are over the age of 50. Um, and there was a lot of people that didn't get into the trades for 15, 20 years. And so uh, I really think what the Gould Institute is doing and the apprenticeship programs are fantastic. Um, you know, we were involved in a couple of different apprenticeship programs where the kids are coming straight from high school before they even apply for colleges and we're getting them into some things like, you know, welding and, you know, heavy machinery and things like that. And I think exposing them to other things besides just going to postgraduate schooling is, is important. Um, but in, in general, I think that the amount of, of good that the group does, it, it's, it's kind of hard to really calculate because right. beyond just the, um, the apprenticeships, there's a lot of assistance with regulations and laws. And, you know, I've seen how firsthand how that has made things tough to do business. And, and it's very clear to me, you know, getting started a while back that the ABC is really committed to improving overall work and the ability to do business in the, in the Northeast. Right. Now, um, if you were, you know, when you, and I know you're in the membership committee as well and myself as well, but when you're talking to someone maybe on the fence about joining or even renewing, what is something that you tell them to, to try to get them over the, the hill there? Well, I mean, I think first you have to really be a good fit. There's no denying that if you don't care about your employees, you don't treat people in, in a good manner and you don't care about the, the quality of the work and the longevity of the business, it may not necessarily be a fit because frankly, there is a cost with being a member. Um, I think it's important that everyone that is a member or wants to be a member is engaged and 
taking advantage of the benefits because you don't want a situation where someone's joining and they're just they're paying a yearly due and there's not any type of participation or they're not taking advantage of all the different opportunities that you can get through the through the ABC, whether it be, you know, software programming or the gas credits or, you know, self-insured group. There's a lot of, of value to the group, but if you're not taking advantage of any of those things, then that means you're likely going to probably not be there because you don't see the value in it. We, we like so, it to like a gym membership, right? That's what Venus and I always yeah, say. Gym right? You don't want, you don't want to pay for a membership and then not use it and not go. And I, I mean, I think a lot of people want to be able to, I mean, the big draw is the networking. And if you're not, you know, having someone that's being welcoming to bringing you into the group and bringing you into benefit or specific events and things, it can be a daunting task for even someone that's really outgoing to go to an event and they don't know maybe two or three people that are at that event and there's 400 people. Right. So You're right. Um, we're doing everything that we can to make it personable and relevant to your business and where you're going to get value at. And if there's someone that you wanted to meet or someone that you haven't spoken to, or maybe you know of, if there's any way for us to connect those dots for you, that's what I think the overall goal of the membership committee is. And um, last year's golf tournament, you know, we had some, some members come to the golf tournament and they didn't play golf and they, they, they were just there for purely the networking and just getting in a golf cart and driving around meeting people. And I said, who do you want to meet? And they said, I want to meet company X, company Y, company Z. We drove around, we found them, set up an introduction. And then that's how networks start. And that's how friendships begin. And, you know, I, they're able to connect, hand out some business cards, just become that one golf tournament, hand out some business cards, shaking some hands and setting up appointments or meetings or, or a zoom or whatever it is, right. Mm -hmm. Or even just coming on the podcast and it enables them to see that return on that investment. Cause like you said, membership does cost money and it does, you know, it, it's something that you've got to invest your time and energy, which is a great example. Um, I know you do a lot of work with a self-insured group, but those that don't know what that is, because I'm, I'm still learning, what is the self-insured group and, and what does it do for the members? So it's, it's basically, instead of having a standard workers compensation policy with say travelers or a, a regular market, it is a self-insured group of only ABC approved members. So um, it is businesses that are conscious about their safety that are pooled together that are getting a lot of additional benefits that a standard market may not get um, in this organization. Um, because if you have a group of people that are collectively better than the market, as far as like insurance claims are concerned, what you do is you can pool those costs in a yearly, you know, calendar year together. And if the year is fantastic, you get a dividend back. So um, we've seen, and I, I can tell you just from firsthand experience, we've seen quite a few members where the price is either equal or less than the standard market. And so it's kind of a no brainer in my opinion to join um, depending upon, you know, the current, you know, losses that you have and, and things like that. But we can always address that if that ever is a concern for anyone. And if anyone ever did have any questions, I'll be more than happy to um, talk to you offline about it. But um, you get free loss control. You get all these additional services that are built into this program that you're not going to get with a standard market carrier. And then again, at the end of the year, if if the losses are good for the group, there's a dividend. And historically, 
I would say nine or nine or nine out of 10 years or more, you're getting a dividend back, which is basically a credit for having a good year on your workers' compensation program. So that's on top of getting the loss control. You're also getting the ability to really oversee and, and um, your claims and you have more skin in the game. So there's a lot more control. And, and the overall goal is to really get employees healthy, prevent the losses, but to also get them back to work as quickly as they can, because that's where you lose money is if you have employees that are hurt for long periods of time. So just an example, the standard market, if you do get hurt, it's maybe 60% of the time someone is going to come back in the same calendar year to work, right? The other 40% of the time they're out for an extended period of time beyond a year where you're looking to either hire or train someone else to fill that role. Well, in the self-insured group, it's over 93% of the time they're able to close out a claim and get someone back into the office, whether it's through uh, partial duty or a change in the role, but they get creative and they give you a lot more say in your ability in getting people back because the goal is to be efficient and to make the business profitable. And um, they're very cognizant of that. They, they work very hard at making sure that you're not just getting a standard policy where you're paying it and then hoping for the best. Um, so I really can't say enough about the program itself. It's through, you know, Massachusetts. We even have programs in New Hampshire as well. And there's a lot of reciprocal members that are members of both states and then are in both groups. We can also handle the capacity of a lot of the contractors. I know there's a big concern about, well, if I do business in six different states, can I can I join? And and you absolutely can. The, almost every member is doing business in other states that are not necessarily in that group. And, you know, we can help facilitate making that as easy as we can for you. But but again, the end goal, the, the biggest benefit in my opinion is just having the ability to have a little bit more control in getting people back to work and doing it in a professional manner. You don't want to just push people back into the office that are sick, but you're getting a lot of help with loss control, which includes trainings and on-site visits is, if necessary. There's a lot of things built into the group that you will normally pay a, a large amount of money for to have access to. And those are all free. Uh, the, the, the part that very beginning you said was it's open to anybody that's an ABC Mass member, correct? Yes. I mean, there's going to be some limitations as far as like if there's loss history, um, but you would have to be pretty, there would have to be pretty substantial reasons for us not to be able to work with you to, to help get into the group. Um, almost all members are going to be accessible to, to joining the group though. And it is specific. You have to be an ABC member. Um, we've seen a lot of the people that are in the group, they're saving enough money where they're more than paying for their yearly dues with ABC and then they're still getting money back. Great point. And so that's another part to this is that I'm a huge proponent of it because it's going to likely cover almost your entire dues for the year. And then you're still going to have some left over, depending upon the size of your business, um, because this is also a program where the dividend is not capped. So like you can't just say get only 10 percent back. You could get 30 or 40, depending on how good of a year the entire group performs. Sounds crazy to me, right? So if you join ABC Mass and you get in a self-insured group, you can make enough money to cover your dues 
and you've never came to an event, you never shook someone's hand, you never, you never really networked or like met anybody, right? And then you build off of that. You you meet people in the self-insured group, you come to some events, you go to a, a few a few events, meet some people, hand out some business cards, make some connections, and then grow from there. Um, of all the ABC events that you've gone to, which what's one of your favorites that you've gone to? Oh, good question. Um, we, didn't, we didn't plan on that one. That's a, I just sprung that one on you. Yeah, I mean, I I'm a I'm a big golf fan, so I got to say the golf tournament. Um, there's a lot of participation, and frankly, it's a longer event, so you get I tend you tend to meet a lot more people because of the length of time being 18 holes and and everything else. But it is a it is a long day. Um, long day, you know. But and it, it is tough, you know. I know it. I know it's tough for a lot of people to get out of work for a, a full day um, when they're running business, but it, it's definitely my favorite out of all of them. So for those that are listening and don't know, the ABC Mass Golf Tournament takes place in June. I think it's the third Thursday in June every year. Uh, they take over the Pine Hills Golf uh, Golf Course in Plymouth. It's two 18-hole golf courses. The whole course is just for us, and they'll put 300-and-something golfers on this two courses. Amazing, you know, uh, lunch dinner at the end give us some amazing prizes and you it's chock full i mean they sell the event out early so if you're thinking about going or if you're an abc mass member and you're thinking about going that's probably the, the big event you want to go to so it's not pretty awesome and i would throw out there that you don't have to be a fantastic golfer there's a lot oh. of people that aren't we lose i'm sure that that golf course makes quite a bit of money on the amount of lost golf balls that they have that that day um uh, it's funny you said that i, I invited last year um I had forced teachers come and I had some students come as well. And one of the students didn't understand the kind of the mission, I guess, but he shows up because he wants to play golf, but had never played before and no golf clubs or anything. So he just kind of sh showed up there, this poor guy. And he was great because the group I put him with, they let him share his golf clubs. He, he had an absolute blast. As even just a student going on this thing, meeting people is fantastic. It's a great, great experience. Jesse, if you weren't doing what you're doing, what would you be doing? Like, like, like this is kind of like your life right here, but um, what, what would you want to be doing if you weren't doing this? Uh, honestly, I would probably be running an HVAC company. I think that that would be what I would do. Um, I, I'm now a, kind of a desk job, and so that's not really fun. Um, can't eat everything that I used to be able to eat when I was working <laughs> in the trades. Got to be kind of careful about that, but um, I would definitely probably be in the trades. Um, yeah. I would, I would con either continue the family business or, or go off on my own with, with a HVAC company um, just because of the experience. And, and, and frankly, there, there's something relaxing about working with your hands. I still, you know, do a lot of work on my own and, you know, fix houses and things like that. And, and it's very relaxing, um, although it can be, you know, tiring on your body. Um, but that would be likely where, where I would be. And then now one more question. What is a common myth that you hear about, you know, that you want to debunk right now about being a member of ABC? Um, that's a really good question. Uh, I think a common myth would just be that you're, you're only, you're only stuck to, to one state. So um, the ABC is a national organization and it does a lot of good things nationally, um, specifically around uh, regulations. And they really try to, to do the best for, for members uh, that are not union. And 
So whether you're a Massachusetts business or you're a New Hampshire business or Rhode Island, you're still, you can still be an ABC member in either state and there's reciprocal memberships that are very inexpensive um, to be, you know, active in any of those chapters. And, and I think that that is a common misconception that you have to pay your full dues to be a member of every single state if you're doing business in multiple states. All right, that's our friend, Jesse Jern, you know, from uh, USI, the Vice President of Construction Practice. And then uh, we're going to put all his contact information in the body of our description of the podcast, but not my personal favorite part of the podcast. It is the lightning round. We're going to some lightning sound effects, right? Some lightning bolts here. Uh, first question is, what is the most embarrassing fashion trend you used to rock? Oh, that's most a embarrassing one. fashion trend. When I was really young, they used to have these jeans called Genco jeans. They were like really, really wide, like the length, the width of like four people's legs. It's, they were, they're back they were not, they're back yeah, yeah, they were just super wide jeans and they were enough material to make two or three pairs. And they're back. I know because my son wears them crazy. Oh, he does? Right? Oh my God. That's yeah, wild. Yeah. The mom uh, jeans are really, really getting popular now too. Yeah. Uh, your most used emoji? Um, Probably the laugh emoji. Yep. Uh, if you were a wrestler, what would your entrance theme song be? Hmm. I don't know. Um, it's a tough one. We asked the hard-hitting questions here. We're going to come back to that uh, one. Probably, probably not not really original, but the Hulk Hogan entrance theme. I don't know yeah. why. It's just always killer. Something I'll remember when I'm from a little kid. When I was a little kid, it gets you pumped up. Right? Hell yeah. yeah. Get pumped up. Uh, you're independently wealthy and don't have to work. What would you do with your time? Ooh. Um, I would travel abroad more and uh, work probably part-time through a nonprofit, something having to do with kid, the kids, whether it's uh, you know, wow. sickness or something. That would be something I would do. Yeah. What fictional family would you be a member of? Fictional family? Make believe family, yeah, like a belief type of family oh, i have no idea it would probably be one where i didn't get put into a truck when i was a little kid so someone <laughs> someone that was a, a prior football player or something where i could go around the locker rooms and see professional athletes awesome i don't know uh what sport would you compete in if you were in the olympics oh hockey favorite tradition or holiday um christmas my favorite holiday favorite breakfast food um bacon favorite tv show uh piggy blinders oh that's a good one that's a good one um favorite meal to cook and why uh well i'm italian so i'm gonna say beef marsala Oh, uh, cat or a dog person? I'm a dog person. Weirdest food you've ever eaten? Weirdest food I've ever eaten? Yeah, the weirdest food. Um, hmm. I did try crickets once. That was pretty awful. Oh, uh, if you could go to Mars, would you? Or why or why not? Never. I'm too afraid. I hate heights. All right. I can't get beyond like 15 feet. 
Oh man. Uh, any hidden talents? Hidden talents? Mm. I can't think of anything off of hand. All right. And then uh, the last question we like to ask is if uh, during a food fight at your house tonight, what is your weapon of choice? And you cannot say mashed potatoes. What are the odds? I was thinking of the simple. Everybody says um, mashed potatoes. The splat factor. I would, yeah, I'd probably say spaghetti because tomato sauce just ruins Ooh. everything. All right, that's our friend Jesse from USI. We thank you for coming on. Appreciate it very much, Jesse. Anybody has any Thanks. questions about anything to do with ABC membership or anything to do with you know just questions in general about the self-insured group? I will make sure they reach out to you. Also, want to throw out there that we are having a May 9th event uh, yes. at Top Golf. And uh, that is a membership committee event. And if anyone is interested in going and learning more about the self insured group, please feel free to reach out. Love it. Yep. May 9th meetup event. If you're thinking about becoming a member, it should come to that event. Thanks, Jesse. Appreciate it. Thanks. Take care. I appreciate Jesse coming on and talking to us. It was uh, nice to hear the background a little bit and how he's been involved in the construction business for a long time. Uh, and I've also had some pretty exciting news to share that I want to congratulate my co-host for it. She is engaged now and she's going to show the ring. Congratulations. You can, you can post it on social if you want. Congratulations to Allison and George, two wonderful people. It'll be a fantastic wedding, a fantastic marriage. Um, Very exciting. Good luck to you and George. Any uh, anything you want to say to George while you're here? Love you. Enjoy Amsterdam. He, my sweet fiance, uh, proposed to me Saturday and caught a flight to Amsterdam Monday. <laughs> He'll be back. Different? Does it feel different saying fiance now? Yeah, I keep forgetting. People keep having to correct me. Um, yeah. so I'll get used to it. But it's cool. I like it. I'm soaking it up. It's very fun. Um, and yeah, I love it a lot. It's great. But yeah. I can't wait to pick him up at the airport. <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations to you too. So good, you. good luck and congratulations. But, uh, you know, life continues on here at GCI yes, World. So we've got lots of trainings going on. Yeah, what we do we have coming up? Um, we have that crew leader class coming up in March, March 4th and 11th. So I'm really excited about that one. Um, we usually run that. We have an online crew leader. Um, but people really, really love the in-person. Um, and we get a lot of requests for custom classes, which if you didn't know, we can do custom classes here at GCI. So any classes that you see on the schedule or not, if you, there's something that you're looking for and you don't see it on the schedule, you can always reach out to Diane um, and we can book a custom class for you. We can send a teacher to you, make all the plans and all you have to do is show up. Um, but with that, that crew leader class that we are hosting March 4th and 11th, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the ABC GCI Woburn office. Um, then we have an OSHA 10 hour for construction coming up on March 6th, 13th, and 20th. All those sessions are going to be from 5 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Um, and then we have a hoist 1C2A prep for exam class on March 9th, 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. All at the ABC GCI Woburn office. You can check out all these classes and the rest of what we have going on through June 2024 at gwgci.org forward slash events. Awesome. And then uh, we've got uh, jam-packed news here. So this week's Now for the News is sponsored by Energy Electrical Contractors, Metro Walls, and Veterans Development Corporation. ABC Featured News of the Week is uh, lawyers for ABC Mass have sent a letter to the Springfield Water and Sewer Commission requesting a copy of the union-only project labor agreement 
the commission approved for construction of the new West Parish water treatment plant. Uh, the letter comes after Chapter President Greg Beeman sent a letter calling on commissioners to reverse the decision. To build the $325 million treatment plant using a union project labor agreement. You can read all about that in the uh, newsletter that went out on Tuesday. ABC's construction backlog indicator slips in January. Contractors remain confident. Um, contractors beware. General liability insurers wrongfully denying claims for damage caused by defective subcontractor work. You can read about that in the blog. Uh, Oshawa worker walk around final rule to the Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs, the Office Management and Budget Review Final Review. Uh, the Division of Labor Standards and Office of Public Safety and Inspections will offer free training on trench safety awareness. Each session will begin at noon and run for about three hours in Danvers, Springfield, and Barnstable. Trainings open to the public but are targeted at municipal public works officials operating hoisting equipment, fire and police department officials, and building officials. Uh, you can click on the link in your newsletter to register for that event. Uh, Carol uh, over at ABCMA, she has some events coming up, such as a federal prevailing wage compliance webinar taking place on uh, tomorrow, February 22nd. Uh, Seven Steps to Bear Procurement, February 27th from 12 to 1, presented by uh, the folks over at Kojo, prior podcast sponsor. And then we've got uh, Cam Grant over at NOFI is doing a fortune favors the informed using job costing to improve profits and efficiency. Don't forget about the Meet the Generals taking place at Granite Links over in Quincy, April 4th. We've got the uh, GCI student graduation taking place June 6th. And then the golf tournament taking place June 20th over at Pine Hills in Plymouth. Some uh, exciting news about the Building Mass Careers is launching a new pre-apprenticeship cohort seeking members for hands-on training. If you have any interest or information uh, or want information about the Building Massacres cohort, you can reach out to steve at abcma.org. And a couple of career fairs coming up. Uh, we'll be at the PHCC Massachusetts Trade Show taking place March 2nd over there at the Royal Plaza Trade Center in Marlboro. We'll be at the Metro Southwest Trading Construction Expo taking place April 3rd. We'll be at the Massacre Conference, which is pretty exciting. Uh, some member updates. Capital wins two preservation awards for Pierce Building Restoration over in Dorchester. Congratulations to them. And as always, if you want to be on the podcast, reach out to me, Mike, at gwgci.org. Uh, real quick, we're going to reach in the mailbag here. I got one mail letter here from Stephen from Malden, Massachusetts. Wants to know, uh, he would like to start registering for class next year. Allison, when can he do that? When can students or people who are interested in registering for class get signed up for next year? There's a few answers to that. So um, if you are interested in signing up for class next year, we do not have our schedule out yet. However, if you do want to know right when we're going to be releasing that information, reach out to me and I can put you on that mailing list. You won't get any other messages other than when that early bird rate is going to come out, which leads me into my next point. We are going to be having that early bird rate this year. Um, so we're going to be opening registration sometime in June. So keep an eye out. And again, if you want to know exactly when that's going to drop, we will let you know a few days ahead of time, maybe a week. Um, but you have to reach out to me and get on that mailing list so that I can get you in there because we won't be releasing that to the entire um, audience mailing list. So then our full registration is going to open sometime in July. So keep an eye out if you want to know when exactly it's going to be opening so that you can get your early bird rate. Let us know. 
email me and I can put you on our mailing list. Stay tuned. So uh, website's gwgci.org. Stay connected to the website. Uh, stay up to date on social media. Follow the podcast. Uh, we'd love you to follow all of us on social media. So like, tag, share, follow, smash that subscribe button. And we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Thank you.